They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Welcome back. Another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. That would be me, by the way. I'm the guy whose name is on the show. My name is D. Scott. Appreciate you spending some time with me here. Um, <laughs> normally, when we do the show, we're kind of all over the place. We speak on a whole bunch of different topics, including, you know, Major League Baseball or whatever happens to be on my mind. Talk a lot about the Yankees on this show. Talk about a lot uh, what's going on in the world and kind of my thoughts on specific subjects, obviously, if you spend some time with the show. You know what it's all about and you know how I get down and, and what I talk about. Well, on this one, we're going to keep it right in the backyard is what we're going to do. My hometown of Colony, New York, which is actually where I reside. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I am a huge supporter of my old high school, the Colony High School, and uh, I, have, I take a lot of pride in the Garnet and Gold, which is our school colors. Yesterday, had the uh, had the privilege to go to the Section Two Class AAA Boys Finals for sectionals was awesome. Colony High played in the game, ended up losing, but we're not going to focus on the loss that happened. I want to focus on the season that was. First and foremost, on the regular season, our Colony Boys team went undefeated. They were twenty and zero on the season. First time in program history they've gone twenty and zero, and it's their first undefeated season since I believe the 1970-1971 campaign. So over 50 years or 50 years-ish since the team has gone undefeated. First time in program history they've ever gone 20-0. and 0. We had an amazing group of kids and uh, I just wanted, to, just wanted to sing their praises is basically what I wanted to do here to start this episode. Uh, hopefully I have a guest coming in in a little while. Uh, we're going to talk about the mascot change that happened with Colony High School as well. We are, as of right now, the Colony Raiders. That name is going to be going away. We are going to be the Colony Wolfpack starting the 24-25 school year. So we will be the Wolfpack moving forward. Want to get into that. Hopefully uh, my guests can make it today. Uh, There was some scheduling things going on and stuff like that, but going to try. Hopefully he can make it, and uh, he's one of the school board members in the district, so we're going to get some clarification as to what happened. Uh, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of thoughts on the, uh, on the mascot change and the reaction that happened to the mascot change, so I want to talk to him about that. Um, but what, what I want to start the episode on is that Colony Boys basketball team, and the fact that they lost, like I said, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, real quick, too, do want to give a shout-out to the Colony Girls varsity basketball team who's playing Monday night against Crosstown rival Shaker in the Section 2 Girls Championship game. So very, very awesome for them. Uh, you know, obviously I'm pulling for them. I, th- I was going to try to make the game, uh, but I do have to record another podcast, my Psychic on the Scene podcast, that you hear me talk about on here all the time with Katie Manning and Michelle lyons Polito. So we have an episode that we're recording Monday night. Don't think I'm going to be able to make it to the girls game. But if you're listening to this and, and you're, you're thinking uh, tomorrow night, because I'm recording on Sunday, uh, Monday night, the girls do play at Hudson Valley against Shaker. So get out there and show them the support. So I want to refocus. I want to get back into the boys' season and their undefeated season. Uh, I had the privilege to go to uh, almost every single home game that they played this year and went to one of the road games as well, which is kind of 
I made that because it was right up the road from where uh, we live. So it's another school within our district, CBA. It's a Catholic school here in the Capital Region. So I, I was able to go to a road game as well. But I think I made it to, me and Tara made it to like 90%, 95% of the home games that we could make it to. Like we we went to a bunch of home games this year. And I got to tell you, <laughs> the boys basketball team this year, a lot of fun to watch. They were uh, such a great group of kids. They played so well together un- under the uh, tutelage of a new coach, Coach Davis, who it was his first year as Colony's coach. He's a Colony kid, which I think is awesome, and I believe his assistant coach is a Colony guy as well. So it's nice to have uh, people representing our school and coaching our teams that actually take pride in the school district and, and have that pride in the school as most of us do, that graduated from Colony High. It, it's, a, it's a very, very close-knit community, and I love the fact that we took such interest in what was going on with the boys this year. And uh, so I wanted to speak directly to the boys, if I could. Uh, some of their parents are, are friends of mine, and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know how proud you made the community. I know that you guys wanted to win that game on Saturday at Glens Falls, for the community, and you guys wanted to do it for yourselves because I know a lot of the team has actually been playing together since they were like four or five years old. These kids were friends. They, they were literally family. and Well, not literally family. They, they were family. Okay, I, That word gets tossed around so often, literally, trying to do away with that. But these boys were a family. They've been friends since they were kids. They were playing basketball <coughs> at a very young age together, and they've come up through the colony system and uh, so to the kids that are leaving us, the seniors, I wanted to say thank you for your leadership this year on the floor. I wanted to say thank you for bringing that pride back to the garnet in gold. It's been a long time since I've seen any kind of um, support like I saw this year for you guys in the season that you had. I don't think, and I actually made this comment on Instagram uh, last night, on one of the photographers that that is from Colony and shoots the Colony games. And I said, you know, I don't think these kids realize the impact that they had on the community. And I really don't think they did. I think especially yesterday coming off that loss, uh, it was a hard thing to focus on. But I, I want those kids to know how proud we are of you, how proud you made us all, the alumni that still take pride in that school and that love the garnet and gold. You guys brought back something that I personally have not seen since I went to Colony High back in the 90s. Um, When my boys and my friends were on the varsity team, we had an amazing team, great record. Um, We we ended up losing our first round of the playoffs, but regardless, that's got nothing to do with it. Um, The student section that came out to the games when I was in high school, it was second to none. The support that we showed those boys and that team was unbelievable. We loved our basketball team. We loved our sports programs. And if we weren't part of the team, we were going there to make sure that we supported them and that they knew that we had their backs. And I saw that again this year with the boys' varsity team. And I think that speaks volumes for what they did for Colony, the community, and for the school itself. Now, keep in mind, there was a period of time that I was out of Colony and I was living still in the Capital Region, just not really in touch with what was going on at the high school. I was fresh out of school, was a few years there through, <coughs> you know, I just, just really wasn't paying attention. I kept an eye on things, but 
really wasn't as invested as I became especially since I had my second daughter and we were living back in South Colony and she got into the school program and is basically do, taking the same steps, going to all the same schools that I went to so that that pride in Colony was kind of revitalized inside me. It, it was reignited. So for me, I had not seen a student section come out like I did this year since I went to Colony High School. On top of that, there was adults coming to the game not just parents of the students that were playing, but there was just myself included in that and my girlfriend included in that. We were coming out to support these kids because we knew we had a special group of kids. And it takes a special group of kids to kind of make that happen, you know, to get people out of their house to go, you know what, this is what I'm doing on Tuesday night. This is what I'm doing on Friday night. I'm going to the boys' varsity game. I want to see these kids play. We had been going to a game, you know, games here and there. Uh, my daughter is now a junior in high school, so since she got into high school, freshman sophomore, and uh, freshman and sophomore year, we were coming out to the games, and the and the support from the community really wasn't there that much. Not like it was this year. There was some, but the turnout really, really just wasn't there like I saw this year. And like I said, they brought the student section back out. The kids were there. Other athletes that play on other teams were coming out to support these kids. The football team was there. The baseball teams, they were there. And they were coming out to show the support for the varsity basketball team. And it it warmed my heart to see that. It showed that pride in the garnet and gold that, ha- that I hadn't seen in quite some time. So to the boys that played on the varsity basketball team this year, all of you, every single one of you, Thank you for doing what you did this year. I don't think you understand the impact you had. And I I know I'm repeating myself there. But it's because of you boys and Coach Davis that the community got behind a school program again and wanted to support you. And they showed you the love that you deserved. And they showed you the love and the support that should have been there every single year. And it's because of you guys and the amazing things you were able to accomplish on the court this year that brought that back out. You have no idea how much that means to Colony as a community. We take a lot of pride in the community that we are here in South Colony. We kind of, we kind of think of ourselves as a very dysfunctional family. We love each and every person that's in our community that wears the garnet and gold. We may not always see eye to eye on everything, and we clearly disagree on a lot of different things. However, when it boils down to it, if you wear the garnet and gold, I represent the garnet and gold. We have that in common, and that is a bond that can never be broken. I saw people come out. Now, now my friend Matt had a lot to do with this. You hear me talk about Matt Halleck all the time. Uh, we did a, we did like an unofficial alumni event at one of the games in, uh, in January, and... Uh, We had an amazing turnout to come watch these boys play. We knew that something special was coming on. Pat Carano came in from Buffalo, lives out in Buffalo, drove five and a half hours to come back to his hometown to see the boys and to be a part of the alumni event. I had a friend fly in with her husband from New Mexico. Karen, thank you so much for coming to that. You have no idea how great it was to see you. I was thrilled, and I was was beside myself just to know that you made a special trip to Albany to fly from New Mexico to be a part of this event that Matt put together and just wanted people to get back into that gym, 
not only to you know see each other and all our old classmates and stuff like that, but to come out and support these boys because we knew something special was going on this year. We packed that gym. It was amazing. And yeah, it had a lot to do with the fact that the boys went into the game. They were still undefeated. We didn't expect that to happen, but they had an amazing season. But we still did that. We haven't had an alumni event like that. So I, I don't remember having an alumni event like that ever or anyone trying to do that, to come out and to put those asses in the gym. Once again, like we used to do back in 94, back in 93, it was fantastic. Chuck Dukes was at the game. If you're from Colony, you know the, the Dukes name, Chucky and Chad Dukes. They are legends within Colony and gone on to do amazing things on the football field. So it was great to see Chucky Dukes. Bobby Fish came up. He did a signing. Of course, you know, I do I do my podcast with Bobby Fish, the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish and Frank Ferrero. You know, you, if you're into pro wrestling and all that, definitely want to check out that podcast as well. You can listen to that right here wherever you're listening to this podcast. But we brought all of these people to come watch these boys, and they put on a show, and it was an amazing, amazing game. It was a great night. And then afterwards, and, and this happened a couple of different times, People getting together, going to Ralph's after the game. If you're from Colony and you remember going to games, you know, you know, going to varsity basketball games at home, we all remember going to Ralph's after the game. That was like the staple. Go to the game, go to Ralph's. Pizza and wings at Ralph's. And I saw people going back. The team was going to Ralph's afterwards. And the parents, it was fantastic. It was so awesome to see just that colony community come together again and to celebrate these boys. So I will say it again. Let me reiterate to every single member of the Colony Varsity Boys basketball team, I say thank you. You were the reason that this all happened. You guys are a part of Raider history and the last Varsity Boys basketball team to play under the Raider umbrella. So thank you, boys. Thank you for doing what you did. You have no idea how amazing it was for someone like me to see this and just to take that pride. That's why I came to these games. Like people are like, "Why are you going to these games?" Like, so my daughter's my youngest daughter's boyfriend plays on the varsity team. Nas, shout out to Nas. Great season, young man. You I I'm so proud of you. I I really am. I'm proud of you and I'm proud of all your teammates. Um but that was one of the reasons we were going. We were going to watch Nas play. But we were also going just to support these kids because we're part of this community. They're part of this community. They're the future of this community. And we wanted to get out there and make sure that they knew that we had their backs. Like, we were there for them. So, uh, for me, D. Scott, the guy you hear on Jams 96.3, Maddie's father, yeah, I'm extremely proud of every single kid that was on the varsity basketball team this year. So I owe you an enormous thank you. We all owe you an enormous thank you. And while that loss yesterday I know was tough, that was not the way we wanted to end the season, not even a little bit. We wanted to, You guys wanted to finish the story. I completely understand that. However, you have no reason to hang your heads. You have no reason to be disappointed in what you accomplished this year because it was bigger than basketball. It was bigger than winning sectionals. Sure, sectional title, the first one in 24 years, would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. However, you have nothing to be ashamed of. It was an amazing season. You guys were phenomenal to watch. 
It was an honor to watch you. And I just wanted to thank you for doing what you did this year. You didn't even know you were doing it, but you did that. And you helped bring this community together. And I want to get into the name change and stuff like that. I told you uh, I'm hoping to have a guest come in a little bit on the show here and uh, shed some light on the name change and and kind of get the <clears throat> the side of the story that maybe isn't heard uh, so much. We're gonna we're we're gonna you know tiptoe around the things we need to, which is fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But I want to I want to be able to get that side of the story out because there's a lot of people upset. And I will say to those people that were upset, I didn't see most of you out there supporting this team. One of the best basketball teams to ever play under that Raider umbrella. So you guys had a lot to say about, you know, the name change and not being Raiders anymore. But where the hell were you when it came down to game night? Where were you yesterday at Glens Falls? Where were you Thursday night at Glens Falls? Where were you at Hudson Valley against Albany? Where were you all season long? I didn't see you guys. All the people that were pissing and moaning all over social media about this and had so much to say about the about everything. I'm not even going to get into the reasons you think that this is happening. You were so pissed off. You're so proud of the Raiders. I didn't see you. I didn't see you standing there screaming and yelling and clapping for those boys when they were making history under that colony name. I didn't see you there. Raiders for life. Raiders for life. I'm a Raider for life. You're right. You are. We all are. That graduated before the name change. Nobody's taking that away from you. It's not what this is about. It's not, to, it's not erasing what happened. It's about a change that needed to come because things change within the world. Okay? That's how this all goes down. We're going to get some clarification on everything. We'll figure out what needed to be done, why it needed to be done. I My guest is on his way, so I'm going to hit pause on this thing, and you're not going to even know the difference. We're just going to appear back, and uh, you, it'll be like nothing ever. All right, we're, and we're back. Now, in your world, like I said before I took the break, it's instantaneous because, well, that's how editing works. Uh, in my world, it's been about 20 minutes since I stopped talking about the, uh, the, the Colony Boys basketball team. So I am now joined by Mike Keene who is part of the Board of Education in South Colony. So ish. I come to you as just as Mike South Colony. Mike Keene, <laughs> husband, father, HR professional. Perfect. Board of Education member. All around. Softball team photographer. <laughs> I cover I wear so many different hats. Uh and and as far as Colony Pride goes. I would say one of the proudest members of the community. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> he, I, you may disagree with that, but I, I see you everywhere, which, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of one of those colony proud, too, if I'm seeing you at the same things I'm at. Um, but also, before we get into colony anything, one's had a dream of being a morning radio host. <laughs> I had... No idea. I saw that on Facebook, and and Mike had every intention of taking over back in the day, for those of you from the area, for Todd Pettengill and the wake-up service on Fly 92. Before he went to New York and WW, I think that was still WWF when when he worked for them. So I, you know, to this day, I still love my music and such, and I talk, and but... 
you know, there were just some things that weren't aligning. Um, but yeah, I spent my 18th birthday. Shadow Stevens, Shadow Michaels. Shadow Michaels. Shadow Michaels was the local guy. Shadow Mike Patrick. Stevens was the national guy. Yes. Doing the top 40 and, and yep. some of that. But spent my 18th birthday, um, got accepted to New School Contemporary Radio. Yep. Um, By the way, I'm pretty sure they didn't turn anyone away. Uh, Did you have money? Probably. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, That's where I went. So, um, but then obviously landed at Hudson Valley and, you know, college took me on a, I went on a tour, we'll say. <laughs> a couple different schools. And, you know, so I use some of those experiences as I'm talking with my kids to at least be like, hey, you know. We, we put pressure to, to get it right at that point. Right. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, you know, and you talk about pride and colony pride, and that's one of the things that I love, you know, within colony right now is even I got to go back to colony the other day as an HR professional. Mm. Um, and I talked to a group of students about careers in, in nonprofits. Yep. Um, you know, my organization, Living Resources, can I give a plug if anyone's looking for a job? <laughs> LivingResources.org. Go to our careers page. Um, and, you know, so our primary thing, we recruit for direct support professionals. Um, so seeing some of these kids that have that caring gene and that ability to mm-hmm. connect with, with others. We serve the development of disabled. Um, we, we've got a variety of programs. And I got to talk to kids, you know, even highlighted some colony alum that are doing great things for us, mm-hmm. either – you know, as as leaders or, you know, just working as um, as our DSPs. Um, so we talked about those options, but even other paths that someone, a nurse, you know, not every nurse works in a hospital. Right. Not every nurse works in a um, doctor's office. We have RN case managers. And um, so it was a really good conversation to connect. Probably had about 12 to 15 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Kristen Misik, who runs the Career and Counseling Center and <laughs> offers up opportunities for, for employers to come in and, and have these conversations. And with that, she's you know provided some internships. And I see a lot of value in those opportunities for students to get the hand-on experience. Right. You can read a book. High five. Yeah. But you need to be able to apply it. And, you know, those internships allow – students that that opportunity to to apply it and which is it's funny that you say that because i think the internship like when i went to the news i i also did it well i went to hudson valley um twice like almost that about that many times once per year um and i ended up failing out of hudson valley i the second time i went back it was on academic probation that meant nothing to me it was just like school is just not it's not the way i learn i couldn't sit in a class and and learn that way i was more of a hands-on guy and in a roundabout kind of way, by way of delivering drywall, because I was 18, I needed health insurance, right. I needed to do something, right. I wasn't going to school. world was different. Yeah, so I was like, okay, so I, my father knew a guy, and I ended up delivering drywall and building materials for 10 years, but in that time, started at the new school of radio and television, and also, even while I was there, although I went, um, I can't really say I picked up a whole lot in school, but I interned for Brian Cody when he was doing Nights on Fly, and that's when I really, really started to pick up on how radio was done and learned how to do production, learned how to edit phone calls, learned how to run the board, 
learned all about the the uh, the entertainment value or aspect of radio. He got me in the door here, and once I got on the air, I was like, I really like this. And now 24 years later, I've acquired way more knowledge than I ever thought I would in this business, and I'm helping run Jams 96.3. So it's like, and and doing afternoons live, and, and, and you know, back to, and don't get me wrong, there was some ebbs and flows in the uh, <laughs> peaks and valleys, we'll say, in the career. Um, That's everyone. Yeah. I, I mean, I stayed in the business, but was doing other things, like commercial traffic, which a lot of people don't even realize is a thing in radio, but the commercials do have to get scheduled. I know as much as we all hate commercials, without them, we oh, don't make when money. When you said commercial traffic, I thought you meant like the traffic commercials. Like no, no, no. Well, I have yeah. done that, but um, there's a backup. But I yeah, no, no. That I, I have done that. Um, I hated that too, <coughs> but I was I was scheduling commercials. I was basically orders would come in. I would take the production of what was neat what was needed uh, and then apply that to the order we'll get it scheduled on the air so that you know the commercials played when they were supposed to and there's in but it also helped me gain more knowledge in a business that I wanted to do other things in so it it kind of was like well now I understand how this works as well as opposed to just the programming stuff so and here I am doing a podcast with you not only the podcast but listen you've got your DJ business yeah you know for those listening Dennis is nice enough to come out and <laughs> spins those ones and twos. Do we still call it the ones and twos? Sort of. Everything's digital. <laughs> but, um, you know, another Colony Pride moment. You know, we've got Raider Fest every May. And, you know. Speaking of which, what do we do with the name of that? TBD. Okay. Colony Palooza. Can I throw that in the hat? Uh, you know. Throw that hat in the ring? I don't know what you'd call, you know, gathering multiple wolf packs. Because because wolf pack fest does not have the same no, ring. No, doesn't doesn't flow. It just that one does not have the same ring. But you know, co- colony fest, colony mania. Yeah, <laughs> TBD. We'll just say TBD. We'll just go with TBD. Yeah. But it's still a thing, and um, I know catch had a lot to do with that. So tip of the cap to to Tommy. Um, he was gracious enough to bring me in like the one year, like the first year he did it. Yeah. And he asked, like, what happened was uh, I was at the other station. I was across the street and I saw it come through and they were trying to get tread from 99.5. And uh, he's like, I don't know if this is my thing. So he like hands me this sheet of paper. He goes, this might be more of a, a kiss thing. So I was like, cool. Okay. So I look at it. I'm reading it. And it took me, I didn't even really read what it was. I saw the name, and at the bottom said, sincerely, Thomas Cachadarian. And I looked at Tread, and I go, let him know I'll be there. I'm on it. Yeah, yeah I was like, and he, was, awesome. he just looked at me. I go, I graduated with Tom. I was like, his dad was my principal, um, which is still a kind of, I've had that <laughs> conversation with Tommy, and I was like, it's kind of awesome that you're doing this when dad did it first. You know, like, yeah. you you kind of walking the same path, and uh Thought that was kind of awesome, and then I remember seeing Catch, Mister Catchadurian, not Tommy, because he's still just Tommy, right? Mister Catchadurian at the uh, Ambrosio dedication. Okay, and he just looked at me, and I had to like reintroduce myself to him. Absolutely, and he's like, 
he said, what the hell did he said something about feeling old now or something? I was like, well, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, it, it's great to see so many of those legends that come back, mm-hmm. you know, folks that made an impact in, in our lives. Right. Um, if I don't know if you were at the game when Mr. Sheen. Um, yes, I was came, when he came in. Yeah. And that just warmed my heart. Mr. Sheen was my, you know, reading teacher back at Sand Creek. Right. More importantly, Mrs. Sheen was my third grade teacher. Right. Um, and, you know, just like Mr. Cacciadori and just yep. folks that, that make that impact and, you know, there weren't for stay connected to, right. to Colony as a community. Yeah, there there weren't many in my life that really made that kind of impact for me in school. Mr. Carano was one of them. Yep. I had him for biology freshman year. And uh, he was, but he, the way he taught and the just kind of his approach on everything, he was, that was one of the few classes where I had an A. Okay. And, and especially for science, it was like, what the, like, but it was him reaching me. Um, Halberian was one, not for anything other than just being my baseball coach my freshman okay. year. And, you know, so there was, there was that connection. And the fact that, Halby still kind of follows what we're all doing. You know, he knows about the Undisputed podcast. And yep. And even, you know, I know you and I exchange pleasantries on Twitter. Still yep. Twitter to me. I can't go with <laughs> X. I can't say X. It just, <laughs> just doesn't work. It doesn't flow. Um, and you see his pride in his yeah. former players. As, yep. You know, and he'll note, you know. That's a Raider. He's a Raider. Oh, yeah. Oh, once a Raider, always um, a Raider. Yeah. And and certainly that's, you know, that's true. And I, I see him doing that. Uh, we got, I think, two kids playing baseball for Sienna. Yes. That came from Colony. And Barbero yep. and Tyler. Figueroa. Figueroa. Yep. And, uh, you know, they've, they've had some pretty awesome moments so far this season, whether it's like. Tyler's first at bat. as was a home as run. Saint was a home run. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think, and I think Danny's got a couple of dingers he so does. far too. Yeah, it was. He's, uh, um, you know, that runs in, in the blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad has been a local um, semi-pro okay. legend. And, yep. Um, offensive firepower. Nice. Um, his sister will play softball with my daughter this year. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't didn't really know them all. You know, I was kind of. Uh, it's funny because I had I gotten into this a little bit before you got here and uh, was disconnected from the colony stuff for a little while after school, and um, but then kind of getting more back into it now that I you know I was back in the district and uh, and then my youngest daughter starts going through you know between Forest Park Sand Creek now at the high school and I'm like shit I went to I went to Forest Park mm-hmm. I went to Sand Creek. I'm pretty sure I was at the high school. Um, yeah. was, my kids my kids had a similar journey. Um, I was Roselleville kid. Yep. My kids went to Roselleville. They were at Sand Creek and mm-hmm. you know, my daughter she'll graduate, but she Yeah, and it's in high school. So it's kind of awesome to be a part of that, but I I got to uh was 2 years ago at Raider Fest where I DJed and Matt was there. He brought the Halix yep. hitting garage yep. up and was giving lessons all day and uh Danny helped out quite okay. a bit with Matt, and it was, it was he's a good like it just it was nice to see because he was such a like welcoming kid and just really really good kid. And then I got to see Doctor Perry take some swings. Don't think that went as well as he wanted it to, <laughs> uh, but he did 
make the he was like, okay, well, footnote on this. I was a pitcher. So which is Matt Matt knows uh Dr. Perry through Twilight and yep. all that stuff. Um which, you know, if you're if you're following along and you listen to my podcast as often as I hope you do, uh, you know I sing the praises of Matt Halleck all the time. Halleck's Hitting Garage is back open and doing some really, really awesome stuff. A little bit more hyper focused on things now and a little bit more organized. So it's it it's it's going well. And I was talking about how Matt helped organize that whole pseudo alumni event yes. at the at the uh, Boston Spa unofficial game. alumni weekend yeah or unofficial alumni and night. and that, but I I kind of tied it all back into the boys team because we sell we kind of we kind of came to celebrate that team which at one point Matt and Joe and all our and Jay Farrakane and Greg Half um trying to think of some of Kevin Christie Jared Donnelly um Adam Burke, Kevin Kennedy. I'm just going through all the 94 varsity basketball players. Right. But they had a hell of a run when we were and, – and granted, we lost them again. First round at Hudson Valley is what it is. But they had a great season, and the student section and the support that was at those games was second to none. We're not going to talk about what happened at the Shaker game at Colony High. <laughs> not going to do that. Everyone that knows about that game knows exactly why I'm not talking about it. Um, but we had a, a hell of a season, so Matt wanted to be, kind of bring that all together again. And, you know, the boys doing what they did this year. Pat Carano drove in from Buffalo. We saw uh, Chucky Dukes was at the game. I haven't seen Chuck. I think I rarely saw him at some Colony football yeah. games. Uh, Matt Richardson made his way from he Perth. Did. He also went to the chili. Matt went to the chili cook-off. Oh, awesome. We chatted there nice yeah he he came to Ralph's after the game and I was talking about you know this year and going to Ralph's after games and seeing the team there and seeing the parents there again I was like very nostalgic to kind of have that back uh but Karen Bauer who's now married her and her husband flew up from New Mexico to be a part of this thing and it's like it's all and again I, I I just bring it back to all to celebrate what the boys were doing this year so to speak yeah, I think that's the cherry on top. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, similar to other graduating classes, the traditional reunion is kind of washed out because of tools like Facebook. And, right. You know, I remember my 10-year reunion would have been 2002, so we didn't have Facebook at that point. Right. You know, it's inter- it was interesting to see at that point we'd have been 28 and see how folks changed. But yep. We tried to get together for a twentieth or twenty fifth, and it just it it flopped, right? Because um, you know the cost and things associated with it. But it's tough finding I think... a means to bring. Multi- plus, listen, you graduate. I think you know I graduated with three hundred sixty people, right? And I that circle, you know, there's probably. 25 that I talked to, mm-hmm. there's probably five that are, you know, within that inner circle that mm-hmm. I confide in. Right. Um, it's just how life goes. <coughs> you know, I was one of those tweeners in high school. I didn't necessarily have a group that I aligned myself to. I just kind of got along with everyone. But right. But at the same time, that just meant, you know, didn't always have the depth because I wasn't getting invited to. I get you know, that. 
everything. I get that. I was kind of, I, I would kind of paint myself in a, in a similar light uh, in, in school as well, where it was like, I knew a lot of people. I had smaller groups, but we kind of, I, I kind of drifted in between because I was playing baseball, you know, my freshman mm-hmm. and sophomore year. Uh, I played golf all four years. Oh, or, or we didn't play golf. Uh, yeah, no, that was B.J. Hayes, actually, that I <laughs> clearly was confused with, um, who I think was in your class. Was he not? Do you remember him? No. Okay, fair uh, enough. He, the good news is, is he probably doesn't listen to the podcast. So <laughs> I think he was a year between us. Okay, all right. So, because he may be my uh, sales rep for... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so it was like, you know, and then I had... Friends that were in, like, the class ahead of me with Dustin Freeman, Phil Lupe, uh playing golf. So I knew, you know, and I knew Steve Adella. Um, and then it was, like, Matt Halleck and me and Derek Hoffman, who's now out in L.A., uh, Eric Zostant, Doug Hutton. But then I was also friends with Josh Myrtle and Dennis Graves and, and uh, Chris Roseback and the, the West right. Albany side of everything. Yeah. So it was kind of like I was kind of floating in between being friends with the athletes and the, the and friends with the we weren't quite as athletic. <laughs> we like sports. Yeah, that's kind of where I fell. We we played pickup sports with everybody. Right, like we we're down at the pocket park. Yeah, like we had. I ran. Listen, I played. I wasn't on on the organized basketball team, but I played plenty of basketball with everybody that played varsity basketball. Between um, the pocket park, the athletic club, the community center, Grand Slam USA, which was open in Latham. You remember that at uh, all? So it was, you know, where Northeast Acura is. It was yeah. behind there. It was batting cages, but they okay. had, I think, four full court basketball courts in there with adjustable hoops. So we used to go up there all the time once we could drive, and we'd play. There was times where we and you pay like whatever it was to rent the court for an hour, but if you had enough people, it was like three bucks, and you could put the hoop at like nine feet. Okay, and it was I I remember. Going up there with like the I think the entire varsity team plus me, Joe Bianchini, uh, Dennis Graves, Josh Myrtle, and we went up and just ran and we play. It was um, it was great. Like tr- like I think Joey T came. I know Farrakane was there. Greg Half was there. Steve Bach came out as well. Wish I'd known we had all these basketball fans. So my cluster of hung out a lot of friends that I worked with at that point. I was working in Hannaford. Angela Malone, Jason mm-hmm. Quarter, Phil and Pete Kachara, um, and, and some of those guys. We would make uh, runs up to Roselva Elementary and okay. play midnight games under the lights. Oh, shit. And just, yeah. yeah we were and always make the run to Denny's. Fair enough. Uh, we were always always looking for, for games. I mean, we would go down to, the, down to the pocket park, and I think during the summer, you know, I'd meet up with Rosebeck, Nunzi Manuli. Myrtle, Graves, all of them down there, and and everybody would just come to the pocket park, and we would play probably from like <clears throat> eleven in the morning until yeah dark. It was the pocket park. Yeah, it was just you know, when. So I grew up by Roselva Park, so by KFC, OLM, mm-hmm. and and that that park kind of shuttered at summertime. They didn't open, um, so then I'd go hang out at Palma Park. Yep, play wiffle ball. Nice. Tennis, baseball, and <laughs> those things. That was Stevie Bell, Bob, Bob nice. and his brother. Yep. And, uh, the Greens. And, oh, okay. Then I, you know, then there'd be times I'd make my way down to West Albany as well. We'd 
baseball on the on the football field because right. You know, there's baseball fields just across the park. But, right. Yeah. Well, they might have been being used at the time, and it was like because we used to go to the pocket park and play. So we would play opposite hand, quote unquote, home run derby. So we would go in like to the softball fields, like the so it'd be the older kids softball mm-hmm. field. So we weren't like in the you know the little rinky dink fields because we're all we're yeah. all ball players. So yeah. it's like we can't, but we didn't want to go into the Babe Ruth field. Because it was like, well, what the f- like we? My daughter played softball in those Babe Ruth fields. I played Babe Ruth on that Babe Ruth field <laughs> before it became the softball uh, yeah. um, facilities. But so we, you know, we were like, well, if we go over, at least give ourselves a chance. Because none of us were really home run hitters. Like you weren't going to get that. Like Halleck was a prolific hitter, but he was not a quote unquote power hitter. I wasn't. Jeff and Pat Palmer weren't. Like everyone that was playing. We weren't power hitters, right. so we would play opposite hand. We'd go into one of the smaller fields, and we had it, you know, kind of chalked out as what a single was, what a double was, because we didn't have enough play- people to like. We weren't, yeah, we weren't Manning teams. Like we didn't have eighteen kids, right. um, so it was like one hop to the fence is a double, fence in the air is a triple. Obviously, over the fence is a home run. So we'd either do that, or we would play over in front of Eric Zostian's house, which was on Marini Court off of Peter Drive. Okay, and. uh so that was and that was always the spot because he had a basketball hoop, he had a pool, he had a perfect two-on-two volleyball court in his backyard, and then in the street we could play two-hand touch, we could play baseball, whatever it was. So we were playing tennis ball, baseball yeah. in the in the streets, um, and that was all of us that played baseball. So that was a lot of balls getting hit off of people's houses. Yeah, because we were That's playing. That's where the park comes in handy. Yeah, we were just like, ah, eh, screw it. Like we were hitting because it was all we all had our equipment, so it was all our all the bats that we owned, um, and we were just peppering houses with tennis balls because, again, we were all the baseball players, and it was Eric, me, Hutton, Ditzel was there, uh, John Vendetti would play, Scott Andres, just. It was like endless, endless fun. And Eric's parents worked during the day, so that was like the meeting spot. So, and it was, we'd go from the baseball thing, and then we'd be like, all right, well, we'd set it up and we'd have two on two tournaments in the driveway, or we'd play volleyball in the backyard. And then, like, screw it, and then jump in the pool because we were dying. Volleyball court at home, that's ahead of its time. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun. And it was, uh, none of us were volleyball players. Although I do remember the summer that Eric, Eric had broken his arm playing, uh, Babe Ruth okay. at Colony, and uh, it was he was a center fielder. John Vendetti was a second baseman, and there was a tweener. And Eric slid, and John came out and like dove, and Eric's hand was planted. Uh, John's head hit the arm, uh, the arm lost, and uh, Eric was playing all summer long with this cast above his elbow, down through his wrist. Playing volleyball, doing. I went with him to get his cast off that day, like the day it happened, like when they got it off. There was I never ever need to smell that again. Oh, because it was a summer of festivities as a sixteen-year-old, right. and no rookie of the year uh, um, reaction. No, no. Unfortunately, he could not throw a hundred and six. He just it was, but it was uh, awful. I remember they finally cut through the cast and cracked it open. And I was sitting across the room and caught a whiff of that, and 
so it's funny you mentioned were volleyball players. That's actually what I played in high school. Oh. Just kind of stumbled upon it, but it was a great three years. <laughs> it was uh, interesting, um, you know, talking to my mom recently, and I tried playing football in middle school. and I did that I, one year. She said my dad would just laugh his ass off watching <laughs> my attempts to, right. you know. And I, you know, came to realization, but I at least wanted to explore and see what I could do. I played a year of Pop Warner. Uh, was on the on the Giants back when they had two Pee Wee teams with because we, we had that many kids in Colony. Packers. It was the Giants and Raiders were the two Pee Wee teams. Okay. We had the um, oh, what was the middle? The Knights yep. were the middle team, and then the Packers were like the oldest yeah. team we had. Um, and I was in seventh grade, and I was on a Pee Wee team because I was so small. I weighed like sixty five pounds. Soaking wet. We went undefeated, much like what happened last night. We went 8 0 on our season. We played Albany in the uh, first round of the, or the second round of the playoffs because we did get a bye. And Albany beat us 20 2. We got a safety. It was awesome. It was one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever been a part of. But I had fun. I only played one year. Uh, I remember, and I've told this story on the show before with Matt. Mr. Halleck was one of the, was like the, the Knights coach. Okay. And we so we practiced behind Shaker L in that big field. So you had like the two Pee Wee teams had their section, and then the other two, you know, we were spread out throughout this field. And I remember Mr. Halleck yelling at the team because you could do that when we were playing football. And uh, I mean, yelling like Mr. Halleck yelling. And if you know the if you know the man, you <laughs> you yeah, ra- I didn't it, have that pleasure, it, but, you know. He was, it was not, I thought he was yelling so loudly that I thought we had to run laps because of what they did because it was, it sounded like he was in the ear hole of my helmet. That's how loud he was yelling at the team. And I remember kids leaving practice crying and it was, but everyone that, and and I've, and I've told Matt this, I think everyone that came into contact with his dad through the, through the years of all his coaching, there isn't a single person that doesn't thank him for how he treated us because it was not nothing he was doing or yelling was malicious. It was, he expected you to be better. Right. And that was how he told you he, he yelled at me and I've told this story too. freshman baseball. I was playing right field. So when we played freshman ball before the field is, so it was the, it was the practice football field and it was the freshman baseball field out back by the path going to colony center. So it'd okay. be like, it would be like center field of the varsity baseball field now was, okay. was our home plate. <laughs> so I was playing uh, right field, which would be a parking lot right now almost. And uh, I mis- misread the fly ball. It was a high sky. Just missed it. Went right over the top of my glove. Missed me. Missed from hitting me in the forehead. Landed behind me. I'm like, oh, shit. Pick it up. Throw it in. Whatever. So now Mr. Halleck and Mrs. Halleck are sitting on the right field line because that's our – we're the home team. Right. So first base is yeah. w- where our bench is. And I'm like, shit, I have to run right past him at the end of this inning. So inning, inning ends. I'm jogging in. Mr. Halleck is berating me. God damn it, Dennis. You got to make that play. And I was just like, I, and I'm not going to, one thing I do know is I was not going to talk back because we didn't do that shit. 
And I said, I know, Mr. Halleck, I know I, it won't happen again. Like, dude, I sat down on the bench. Halberian was the coach. I sit down probably five, six kids away from Mr. Halberian at the head of the bench, and he looks down at me, and I look at him, and he just kind of smiles. Because he's like, you already you got re- it. You already got the yeah. lecture. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> so he kind of gave me that, you good now? <laughs> and I went, yes, sir. And that was it. Um, but that was that was really my only run in with that. But I, you know, I was around him enough to know that Mr. Halleck expected a lot from his athletes. And he knew, but he knew what we were all capable of. He was just trying to get that out of us. Right. And there he was just your parent. Right? He was just watching. Parent. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't even my coach. But it showed he cares enough yes. about you. Yes. That trying to deliver that that message. Right. And, you know, that's Well, he kind of he he kind of took us all in as like they we were all kind of his kids, mm-hmm. you know, and or in some fashion on top of, you know, it didn't help that I've known Matt since I was 4 years old. So I never really played a lot of sports with Matt on an organized level. But I had known him. My mother was his mom's Avon lady. So I got to know Matt at a very young age. And then we kind of grew up. Right. And he was playing Pop Warner and playing all these sports. And he was playing at Colony and I was playing at Westland Hills or West Albany. But we knew each other. And then come full circle, freshman, sophomore year, we, we got to play baseball together and all that other stuff. But I was never really in, involved in too many organized sports with Matt. But Mr. Halleck knew me well enough to know that he mm-hmm. can handle what I'm about to yell at him. Yeah. And and I did. And I was like, shit. And like I said, he gave it to me worse than Halby did. Halby was just like, but again, Halby was like, yeah, that's what I was going to say too. <laughs> so and that's the, the nice thing is the coach, you know, cause sometimes they just when when you're putting the same message out there. Yeah. That's and, where you can lose kids because. Well, once they start piling so on. Just on the, what went wrong. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, where that conversation was more about, Dennis, this is how you can strengthen what you did. Right. But. And in Mr. Halleck's defense, he was right. I should have made the play. It was not a hard fly ball. It's not like I was on the run. Listen, I operate game changer <laughs> for, for Michaela's games. I, mm-hmm. you know. It happens. I know the difference between an error and, you know. Uh, oddly enough. didn't put enough into it. The, the following year, uh, we were playing at Shaker. And I was playing right field again. I don't know why they kept putting me in right field. Clearly, I had an issue there. My cousin played for Shaker, was actually at bat, another high sky game. I misplayed the same, did the exact same thing at Shaker. And, and then it was worse because it was my cousin, uh, Rob, that, that hit the ball. Uh, and I was like, fuck, I should have made that catch because it was my cousin. Sure. And, and again, it was put my hand up to make the catch and went right over the tip of my glove. By the way, I was a left fielder. Or center fielder. I never had these issues in left or center field. I played more left field than anything. But they kept putting me. Every time I end up in right field. Fucking. So you're not a utility player. No. And I think Especially. what it was, I think what it was, was because of being so accustomed to playing left field, the ball takes a different flight to you. Mm-hmm. There's a different path. It, it's So it was not to make excuses. Both, both plays I should have made. And it was also 30 years ago. So. Right. It's like that that meme that goes around about uh, you know posting that I hit a home run and yeah the league. yeah I'm I'm on my Facebook Al Bundy right now just... Facebook wasn't around then <laughs> just, I'm on I'm on my Al Bundy right now and it was 
So it was kind of, and I and I do want to just get into some of the stuff that uh, that that's going on in Colony right now. Not too in depth, We're but here for a reason. yeah. But um, but it was funny because have you heard or watched Pat Carano's new Raider or Colony Pit podcast on YouTube? No. So it's him and uh, John Martinez are okay. doing it, and their first guest is Tony Martinez, John's older, John's younger brother, older. Okay. Younger brother, but bigger than John. Okay. Um, and they were talking about one of the questions that Pat and, and John ask is, okay, you got the car, you're going to Curver, who are the four people you're picking up and what flavor are you getting? And one of the names that, so I, so in the conversation, uh, me and Frank Ferrero and Bobby were talking about the podcast on our podcast. And uh, John, one of the names that John throws, or uh, Tony throws out is Jay Libertucci. And so I was like, oh, funny story about Jay. Because Bobby goes, oh, he's a hell of a baseball player. And I go, yeah, Jay was pretty good. I played at West Albany with Jay. And uh, we played travel ball together as well for the West Albany. Like, So we played West Albany, Senior Babe Ruth, and Mickey Mantle together. But in Babe Ruth, Jay played for, I want to say it was Marini Builders, and I was on Gentiles. And we happened to be pitching against each other that day. And in the... We'll say the top of the inning, Jay comes up, and I serve up a home run ball to him. Just groove a fastball. He plants the thing out in the railroad tracks. I am leading off the next inning. Now, when Jay hits it, and he's coming up the first baseline, and I'm smirking at him, and he looks at me and goes, thanks, rounds the bases. Well, he's pitching against me. So as the story goes, Jay serves one up to me, and I only hit two home runs in Babe Ruth, one off Jeff Fink, one off of Jay Libertucci, <laughs> except mine was the other half of that inning where Jay hit the home run. So I looked at him and I went, thank you. <laughs> and that was that. But it was, it was just, so we were talking about that, but yeah. So uh, it's called colony pit. Okay. So it's all, I'll have to check it out. It's one, one episode out right now. Cause Jay grew up a block away from me and Martinez were two blocks. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so it's, and it's it's Rex again, and John. I'm so older, it's, right? So, ran in at, at particular times. But then you know, yeah. especially by junior senior year, you're working. Yep. You know, I go on about all my years working at Heritage <laughs> Park, and that could be a that could be its own podcast. Heritage so, Park. Oh my God! The summers that I had there. Yeah. We'll just go with the early years with the A's and the Yankees. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna yeah. ignore the Diamond Dogs. So, they were a thing. However, um, you know, and unfortunately, politics did in the. Well, and there was so and I was talking to some of I've heard through the grapevine and stories with heritage that they also didn't really want to adopt or adapt with the times. And Joe Bruno was being built and coming in and Joe Bruno is a beautiful stadium. Well, it wasn't because the Yankees left in 93. Yep. And so Joe Bruno didn't come for eight years. Right. Well, the Diamond Dogs were still around. That's where the. Correct. But the Diamond Dogs was independent before. Right. Independent became what it is now. Yep. With, you know, what unfortunately happened with the Valley Cats. Um, But, you know, there's a political history that (laughs) Buffalo, Binghamton, Syracuse all got money from the state. Oh. We didn't take our money from the state. And they were able to oh. kind of develop their their stadiums further. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
I got the chance to be in Syracuse last year. Yep. First time in. Um, and that stain was rather amazing, and I'm sure it's had more work. In right. The, it's the Syracuse Mets? 25 years. Yeah. So um, they also hosted um, Oswego has a Nationals Park, and that's oh. there was a 18U, 16U Nationals that. Gotcha. You know, and, and I say Nationals with quotes because lots of softball tournaments, baseball tournaments, yep. Nationals, but. You know, it's more of a regional you know, when, thing. When there's 47 different nationals, right, and 47 different winners, that sounds like dance. Who really won right. nationals? Yeah, that's dance is the same way. Where like each competition has a nationals. Yeah, there is no like, there's no worlds. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no end all be all competition to go to that's put on by a governing body. No, and that's dance all of them. dance doesn't have a governing body. That's so all cheer. Yeah, know. you're like, oh, here it is. Like. Well, at least with cheer, there is, like, the worlds down in Walt Disney okay. World. So you can kind of, like, the, the, that would be your... Because my daughter was there with SUNY Albany this past summer. Isn't it globals and then... Uh, I don't know. I've tried to but figure it out. Like, that, because that one, like, so she got to go down. She was excited because SUNY got to, or UAlbany got to perform and compete. But it was also, like, colleges like Penn State were there and Alabama were there and... Florida, you know, so she's like, this is awesome because she pays attention to cheerleading right. and knows the schools that are like the powerhouse schools. And she was excited just to be able to watch them go. And, you know, obviously you Albany is going to be, they were on the mat and Correct. they did well. Correct. And that's, you know, they, they had that opportunity. Yes. hundred percent. That's all, all you want. Right. You know, so we, we invest all these <laughs> years and, and all this effort. Yep. You know, you want a kid to have the opportunity to compete at the, you know, yep, at what is best for them. Yeah, I'm curious in a few years what Joe and Joel are going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, because once Ella's done with high school, then they can watch her. College they can go to their college stuff, but that's not quite as convenient as you know driving to Clifton Park, right? <laughs> or yeah, you know, the high school. I know you were talking earlier about the boys. Um, you and I messaged Tara. Um, uh, she had reached out looking for a score the other night because I yep. went to the girls' game. You know, unfortunately, Section Two didn't get it right. We'll just say, yep. You know, that, that could be another episode. I think missed the mark Dennis. on that one, but <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately, Shen and Colony both had games on the same night. Yep. And, you know, the way our world is, fans gravitate towards the boys' game. I get right, it. Right. You know, there there's a a nuance there that, you know, brings people in. But, you know, what's great is when the two teams are not scheduled at the same time. Yep. Both those teams do great in supporting one another. Yes. And, you know, there was a good student representation for the quarterfinal game um, against Saratoga. Um but unfortunately, you know, not as much Thursday night because folks went to went to, to Glens Falls. Um, my daughter and I went to mm-hmm. um, Hudson Valley, saw a fantastic game. You know, Colony kept it close throughout. Um, a down by four entering the fourth quarter, 12-0 run. Nice. Um, solidified by, you know, clutch threes. Mm-hmm. Um, Pearson, Tremarkey. You know, 
they they're going to be our future as as freshmen. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some experience. Um, you know, some senior girls that that stepped in, Gab Martin, um, and uh, Kendall Abraham. You know, we're we're delivering some points, so it was really a. And then they shut down the you know twelve zero run. That means you're you're playing good defense. Yeah. And, um, they they really came through. Uh, they won the game by by five. Um, and hopefully tomorrow night. And I don't know if this will be out in time. So. It, it'll come out later today, but okay. yeah. Because I had <laughs> when you guys were talking about O'Toole's and your Royal Rumble predictions. Yeah, well, I don't have as much control over the release of that podcast yeah. as I do these. Um, but um, you know, I think you, you know, you and I were both in Glensville yesterday. Solid turnout. Yes. of students and and fans, and I think we'll. We'll see that tomorrow. There, I would, there's I would, a lot of pride yes. in Colony as a whole. Yes, 100%. And I think when given the opportunity to support on different nights, mm-hmm. just extremely helpful. And I, and I know what you mean by, you know, the, the, the fans seem to gravitate towards the, the boys' teams, which, and, you know, on the, student, on the student side, in their defense, CBA was talking a lot of shit. So sure. we came out to show them. And we did, and I, the student section against CBA, and the student section even against you know uh, last night or yesterday afternoon, the turnout was fantastic. Um, was better than any other schools that I saw, as a matter of fact. Except I think all of LaSalle was at their game. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> were they on the bench? No, no, no. They were behind the hoop. Uh, they were sitting in the student section, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the entire. School because LaSalle is just not a big school. Right. So um, and they even brought their cheerleaders and everything. I was like, holy cow, which I think they should have. But, but yeah, I wanted, and it's funny because I was referencing it uh, earlier on in the show when I was singing the praises of the boys. I wanted to go to the game tomorrow at Hudson Valley for the girls, but I have a, I'm recording a podcast tomorrow night. Uh, my, my psychic on the scene podcast that I do. So we're okay. recording. So I can't, yeah, can't be everywhere, and I'm the producer of that show, so I kind of need to be present right. for it. Um, but no, and and you know, anytime Colony gets to beat Shen to do anything, move forward, pretty awesome. Uh, and the fact that we're playing Shaker, yeah, in the finals is uh, is really cool. Like that is the you know if, if you're this is a very very um, pigeonholed podcast episode where it's you know Colony friendly and colony centric but if you're a south colony person or a north colony person you know what that rivalry is all about with, with the with the bison and the and the garnet and gold so um so it's i wish i could be there tomorrow if there's any way i can pull it off i will definitely talk tara into that but we'll see what happens so <laughs> before i let you go let's talk a little bit and get maybe some clarification as to why the change as best we can and as correctly as we possibly can. Because I feel like there was a lot of people out there who felt like we did this on a whim or gave into some sort of pressure or, and, and it was more so it was time for one ish, but it was more so kind of where we it, and it, it, I'll be careful of my wording, but we were kind of painted into a corner right. into doing this right. through no decision of our own. It wasn't our 
community leaders. It wasn't our board of education. It wasn't Dr. Perry. It wasn't, it came, it came from levels above that. Yes. And again, I am speaking (laughs) as Mike Keene, parent, husband, father, and I apparently know a few things about what, what's going on (laughs) in, in the world. Um, so state ed drove this and this goes back a few years that this was going to be happening. Right. Um, you've seen other schools have acted sooner than, than others. Yep. And other schools are, are still waiting. Um, there have been lawsuits. Those lawsuits were lost. Right. Um, and even, um, I want to say it's Cambridge has been very litigious in, in this, and, mm-hmm. you know, props to, to them. Um, but they are getting ready to announce um, a replacement of their right. uh, Indians mascot in, in a few weeks. Um, so this process, you know, we got feedback from, you know, our attorney from, you know, it was it was vetted out as many avenues as, as possible. Right. Um, and is not attached to the Raiders, but it's attached to the Indian imagery that we've used, you know, that, that has been in South Colony for, I'm 32 years out, and it was there when, when I started going to school. Have we so always been? I think the Indian's just been attached. I feel like there's stuff that I've seen in the... 60s yep. that that had the the Indian. Interesting enough, through this, before we were the Indians or the the Raiders, right? With the Indian, we were the the Steamrollers. But I think that was before we moved into Colony High School, and it was Roselleville. Okay, and it was the uh, Roselleville Steamrollers. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and you know it's. They did some drum up, you know, drummed up some some artwork with that, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to kind of have some fun. But um, <laughs> it, it really became out of our hands. Um, the if districts don't comply, they lose funding. Right. So you are dealt a, you know, you're you're dealt a hand. You can fight it, lose funding. And do what with your taxes. Right. You know, um, much of our, you know, annual budget is drawn from, uh, you know, state aid. Yep. Um, It's probably about a third of, you know, after taxes, it's, you know, our our biggest source of of revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, so you're you're pointed in in a direction that... You have to look out for, you know, and, and things that don't come up is, you know, we have a number of Title I schools. So we have, you know, we are a very diverse socioeconomic district compared yep. to, to others. And not all of our, you know, not all of our, all of our, yeah, not <laughs> all of our families can, you know, sustain that. Right. So, um, when we as a board had to approve this process to start the mascot search, 
I feel like it was May or June. Mm-hmm. It was the most somberest vote <laughs> that I've taken part in. In that point, it would be four years on on the board, right? Um, and you know, could we have done this? Could we have done this? There, there's many different avenues, right? But you have to be aware that there's resources. Um, and you know, so the plan that was in place made the most sense. Um, and so, you know, they solicited mascot ideas <laughs> and a list of 260 <laughs> braiders. So, you know, we we're going to be hairstylist braiders right? so that we could, um, what was on there. You may have heard this in your house, but you know, the caribou, uh, was yep. one that, yep. that had a lot of interest thanks to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Uh, my daughter was at graduation showing the um, board and uh, cabinet the Fear the Deer uh, <laughs> video. Oh, boy. So um, it was pretty funny. Um, you know, and we got to the final three um, with Wolfpack. Raptors and coyotes. Okay, I feel like I it, it's due to the influx of coyotes we have in South Carolina, yeah. which we do, by the way. But, <laughs> um, you know, Wolf Wolf Road, yep, central part of our our, our yeah our organization of our <laughs> district. Um, you know, it's and then even someone, you know, chimed in on on that. There, there's always going to be you know, an opposing view. Right. We we have to push forward. Just got to learn to be nice to one another. Like, it's okay to disagree. Well, listen. don't be rude. Well. You know, names that myself and, you know, I'll just say that I've been, you know, it's kind of disappointing that. Think, things are easy when you're behind the screen. Right. Um, I deal with that kind of often, not personally, but – in third-party situations with a specific podcast that I'm a part of, yeah, you know, where you're a public figure and, and it's easy for you to type something right. and to call names and stuff. But uh, I said it earlier on the podcast before you came in, there's a lot of pride. There's a lot of words being thrown around. However, I didn't see you coming out and supporting the team. I didn't see you coming out in your garnet and gold cheering, yelling, screaming, pushing, trying to help these kids and will them to another victory when they're down 15 with six minutes to go and they pull it out. Did they do that? Did we help? I don't know. That's sports, whatever. I'm Now, you didn't see me at any of the votes or anything like this, but I'm also not one of these vocal members that had issue with anything. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, all of the mouths, the talking heads that are saying shit on wherever, I'm going to guarantee you they weren't at any meetings speaking their mind and having their voice heard then. So now after the fact and not knowing all of, all of the story doesn't make any sense. We're not trying to erase anything. We're not taking anything away from you. Nobody is. And this is me saying it because I don't want you to. <laughs> And, you know, I I appreciate that. And, you know, certainly 
life doesn't allow everyone to be involved. Right. Um, you know, the individual that, that I am, you know, my my path to this, I don't think I envisioned being a board member when my son entered school 15 years ago. Um, you know, I often talk about, I figured my wife would go to the PTA meetings. Right. And I'd stay home, watch the kids. And then, uh, you know, it so happened that Graham Knowles was the president of the Roselleville PTA. Graham asked me, I was selling uh, apparel um, at, at that point um, for uh, Kevin McCashin. Um, and, you know, I ended up being the apparel guy at, at Roselleville. Right. Fast forward six months and my HR brain and my efficiency brain, and I'm helping, you know, I'm running the nomination committee, and they filled every position but but president. And right. Lo and behold, you know, now now here it is. <laughs> I've it's, been a And somehow teacher. in there you had decided that I should come be a part of Are You Smarter Than a Fourth Grader? Ah. Uh, <laughs> one, one of my last Roselleville <laughs> events, and, you know. Um, but again, that was... You know, we talked earlier how when I did the presentation at the high school the other mm-hmm. day, but that was also an opportunity to highlight Rose, not Roselle, but Colony alum right. to fourth graders. Right. You came. Jason Katarina came. Dragadella yep. came. Um, I think those were the three that, that I ran during. I didn't know Katarina was a uh, Colony alumni. Yeah. I did not know that. He graduated in 91. Oh, okay. He was... We talked about my, you know, um, or maybe it was 90. Um, well, that would be why I was a freshman that year. So, right. I, <laughs> um, But he and I, he was a teammate on the volleyball team. Okay. So that's where I first met him. And then obviously Facebook allows you to connect, reconnect right. with, with all these different people. And um, You're like, oh, look, I know the weather guy. Yeah. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> so... Um, but, you know, life doesn't allow everyone right. the, the same capacity. And you have folks that are willing to step in and guide things, whether it's at the PTA level, at the board level. I don't get paid. I'm While I'm elected, yep. you know, like uh, other politicians, I don't get paid like a town board or right. county ledge, any of that. Yeah, it's um, all and it, it's you're elected and it's all volunteer based. You know, it's two out. It's two meetings a month, typically. Yep. You figure you're there two plus hours. Yep. Um, and we've made efforts. You know, we've got our committee meetings, so there's another hour. And um, <laughs> but there's a fair amount of time that that goes into this. Mm-hmm. We, you know, one of the things that I've worked with the board. You know, we are going out and doing breakfast at the schools. Nice. So we can have those opportunities to interact with teachers, um, because you know maybe it's when I joined. The world shut down. No, oh. my my first board meeting. I blame you. My first board <laughs> meeting. Uh, Mr. Buner uh, submitted his retirement. Okay. And then you know six months later, the world shuts down. And Perfect. So it was you know it was definitely a, an odd first year. Right. Um. But, um, you know we're asked to provide feedback, and so it's been great getting around, going to different schools. We're going to. One of the elementary schools this Friday, nice. just engaging with those teachers, yep. getting a pulse of what's going on, and um, but that's you know 
I'm going there, and then I'm going to work. Right. Yeah, and, and I, I think that there's a lot that goes on that I don't think people are, well, they're not privy, privy to the information, but they're also not really actively seeking it out It's because it's easier to complain about shit um, than to do your legwork and, and to figure out what's going on. And it's funny that you, not funny, ha-ha, but, you know, that you said how somber that vote was. Because how many people on that board were part of this? Yeah. It's part of their history. You know, they're not, they didn't move to the district and then go, oh, I want to become a part. Like, they've been a part of this community. I'm pretty sure Officer Casey is the president. Right. And that man, first of all, graduated with his daughter. Yep. And he was like the dare officer or whatever he was, you know, or the, and it was, Mr. Casey has been a part of this, this community for forever. And he knows my family. He knows my old man because of the, his affiliation with the town and uh, my dad's polka band playing at Cook Park when it was still a thing. And I was, I, I reintroduced myself to him at the one chili cook-off that I DJed. And uh, he was just like, you know, he's giving me a hard time because of the, because of the old man. And I was <laughs> like, oh, fair enough. But, you know, you got all of these people that were, that are Raiders that uh, you know didn't want to go, yeah, we'll just wash our hands of it right. with no issue whatsoever. No, and he, you know, and our meetings are on YouTube. Yep. You can, and, you know, Mr. Casey, you know, Brian, um, you know, as before we voted the, the other day. Like I'm know, still calling him Officer Casey. Yeah. Like that's that's how know, I knew him. Um, but he, you know, he was very well-spoken with regards to does it suck? Absolutely. Right. Will it always be a part of who we are? Absolutely. Right. Um, and, you know, we will have to. It's the next chapter. Yes. And ultimately, you know, we're colony. You can have whatever name attached to it, but we're colony, a community that we are all, you know, here for a, for a reason. You know, I serve my community because I genuinely love and appreciate those that, that are in my circle and, and have supported me. And, you know, it's helped raise, you know, me, right. raise my kids. Yep. Um, because I mean, yes, I'm, I'm their father and, you know, Kim is their mother, but it, you're still, it's a community that helps raise. And oh, hundred percent. There, there's a reason why even those that have left are coming back to help. Uh, and again, I cite Matt, Matt, Dude lives in Tampa, or well, just yep. outside of Tampa, and is doing, first of all, Halleck's Hidden Garage's colors are garnet and gold. That's mm-hmm. that's who he is. That's where he was raised, and, you know, so it's, that's part of his, his DNA. But he comes back, and he's doing stuff. Not only is he doing stuff with college kids and everything down in Florida, but he's doing all he can to help out the community here and stay in touch with it and kind of just do whatever. I mean, besides the, the what do we do, like four camps between uh, at Colony Little yeah. League and then also West, at West Albany. Albany. Yep. And, you know, and but those are all. Now, the softball side of things in the West Albany side, he played at Colony. So yeah. I understood him going to opening day at Colony Little League and being a part of all that because – that's where he cut his teeth, and that's where he was playing for Burger King over there and, and doing all that. 
And it was fun to, for me to be a part of. You said Burger King. That's back when the chains were actually sponsored. Yes. Community teams. Yeah, like that's. And I know Matt will listen. And that was like his. That was his shit back then. He played for Burger King and he had the white helmet. The only kid on the team wore a white helmet. Matt's always been different. Weird kid. Uh, still a weird guy, but I love him to death. But then for him to do the, the colony softball side of things and to be at the pocket park and, you know, before it was the softball facility, it was baseball. That's where I, like I said, I played baseball there. So we got to do that. And I was like, I like doing this because we're at the pocket park. That's more like my, my roots coming up. So I got to be a part of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, the, the thread that runs through colony and, and the pride in the community, uh, I said it on Instagram last night when I was talking to uh, talking with one of the photographers who shoots the the games and okay. stuff like that, and he had come. He had a very long uh, like caption on. It was a couple. Of, it was talking about the seniors and the, and the team in general, and and Coach Davis and and the, you know being a, col- a proud Colony guy and stuff. And that's where I first said, you know, I don't think these kids get what they've done for this community. Uh, and he was like, oh, there's nothing like, you know, that's what Colony does. That's, and I was like, dude, I was like, and I I was like, wait a minute, do you not, I kind of took it as it, like, as I was first reading it, like, you do know that I'm one of the proud members. But then it was like, well said, sir. And I was like, okay, there's nothing like, and it's, it's like South Troy against the world. Like, Colony has that same mentality most of us there, there are a few, you know, obviously there's some that are like screw colony, whatever I know. And I've seen people that are like, I did my time and I'm out. Right. And it's like, good, that's fine. But you know, and, and people always make those, Oh, that's such a colony thing. That's such a cohose thing. And you right. know, because their roots are so embedded there sometimes that they haven't necessarily had that opportunity to experience right. the rest of the world. Reality is, you know, there's others that will go, you know, there are 60 plus other school districts in New York <laughs> State going through the same thing that we are. Right. Um, you know, as uh, Michael Jackson would say, you are not alone. No. Oh, well done. Well, well done. He yeah. also would say, I'm talking with the man in the mirror and beat it. <laughs> anyway, Jesus. <laughs> not at the same time. No. <laughs> no, no, please don't. And we're going to just let that go. But um, yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is I, I, I feel like people forgot about we're not the only district that's dealing with this right, right now and those those people were just as invested in their yep. school mascot as we are Ravina became the river hawks who became the ravens uh, was that i thought that was ravina or maybe that is ravina ravina ravens um, which is kind of dope someone there's two river hawks okay glens falls became the bears yep Man, that makes sense. The Bears. The Bears. Um, Shout out to Nicole and Jeff up in Glens Falls, yeah. by the way. I, um, and there's some others. So there are, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, I'd encourage folks, look at the history. Yep. Look at look what's out. You know, did Channel 10 come to our, you know, meeting the other night? Did they make it? They had the lead yeah, of their yeah. 11 o'clock broadcast? Sure. Um, but there's a lot more good going on. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know the money that our students just raised with the eye care chili cook off oh, and yeah. mac and cheese. Um, 
best. What it was, it was always the uh, chili cook-off, right? But for the 75th anniversary, added the mac did the, and did the garden and gold mac and cheese. And yep. Gold. Yep. Um, and you know, we raised thousands of dollars for. It's okay that you own. guys had my competition there and not me, but that's fine. No, I got nothing but love for Jeff and uh, for for Levac and Goss. Right. They they work for a different company, but I have nothing but love and respect for Levac and Goss. So, um, and I think that relationship had started in a previous stop for them. More than likely, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, but also, you know, some of that money is going to Alice as part of the uh, YWCA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've raised funds. Uh, for Northern Rivers and, yep. you know, mental health, uh, suicide awareness. Yes. Um, you know, this is a community that rallies. Um, and I love the fact, too, that not only, you know, and we keep alumni involved in stuff. So, like, I bring up Levac and Gaz. Well, Jeff graduated in 94 with me. Okay. So it's like, you know, there, there's that tie as well. So it's like, it's nice to have them coming back. And it's almost like, I'm saying that, tongue-in-cheek but it's not like i'm not involved in stuff that goes on at colony right. i'm djing the, the the summer thing that we're gonna do or the end of the year festival that we do i've already talked to catch i'm djing this year because i'm available for what i believe will be the final raider raider fest yeah. on, at least under that name yeah um but i told him i'm in town i'm good to go uh i have emceed a talent competition at the at the high school which was kind of awesome and I also was like a judge for it. And then okay. it worked out kind of funny because one of the kids from the dance studio that my daughter was at at the time was in it and she didn't win. And she was yelling at me for not voting for her. And I was like, I, I, um, you don't know who I voted for. Well, true. Uh, so, but it was, so I've, you know, I've done plenty of that. And then I know you said you were talking, you got to talk to one of the classes as the, as, as your HR profession. Um, I was interviewed for one of the articles that they're doing for Colony Alumni and okay. kind of stuff like that. So it's interesting. For, and, and was that with one of the students? Yes. So CC, that's another example of yep. the um, internship opportunities that, that we're providing for, yep. for everyone. Yeah, I want to, because I'd love to give her a shout out. I just have to find the uh, find the email quick. Uh, Savannah Davis is okay. who I was in touch okay. with. She. And it's it's funny for me to share the story because, like I said, I wasn't that typical scholastic right. person. It was my experience at high school was more for the social aspect than it was for the learning aspect. Yeah. Although, again, I will give props to Mr. Carano for actually reaching this dense brain of mine and, you know, getting me to learn some stuff. Um, but... So, and, and it, Savannah had written, written back to me after I gave her all, she had a couple of follow-ups and I, once I got her all my answers, she's like, this was awesome. I can't wait to share the story because, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, I didn't have that typical go to high school, get good grades, go to college. Had I done that, I probably wouldn't have ended up in radio because I would have gone a different path and, and, and granted, I'm, I'm apparently completely fine with uh, mediocre pay and scraping by, but I love what I do. Right. I love coming to work every day. I love to be able to be creative. I love playing music. I love entertaining. And I say, you know, that's why you hustle. Um, you know, I always say people aren't coming to work for me. No, nobody's coming to, 
you know, to, to get rich. Right. You know, we're we're attached to fields that I know a few people named Rich. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so, Sorry. I don't even yeah. No, yeah. I yeah. I'm gonna say I do as well. Now <laughs> that I, I start thinking about it. Yep. Um so it's you know it's great that our kids have these different opportunities as a district. We've in my five years I've watched you know that communications program grow tremendously from from you know where we were so um, you know continually building trying to right make things better keep folks attached as best as possible um, one of the one of the comments I saw which I thought was way off base was you know there's better things to do with the money like maybe focus on education and uh Clearly, the person that commented that was speaking out of pocket because they didn't understand the full bore of what was going on there. Um, And I will say that what the administration has been doing with the school and the kids and prep for life after high school, I got to tip the cap to to catch and everybody else that's involved in that because they are doing more than just, here's the curriculum, this is what it is. You know, they're doing stuff to prepare you for whether it be college or whatever your next step is after high school. And I kind of wish they had done that prior to that. Like, oh, I don't know, in the 90s when I was there. Yeah, like, because, but I think that's, that speaks volumes for what the school is doing. And that was, and on a side note, one of the questions was, how is Colony different from when you went there? And I said, well, for one, you have an entirely new wing in the school because there is a hallway as you're walking towards West wing. Oh, the math wing. <laughs> you take or, a right. Yeah. <laughs> you could take a right now. Yeah. That was a wall. When Correct. I, <laughs> that was, that was yeah. just a hallway. Well, that's, where, that's where the career center is. Yes. Where, yep. Um, my daughter, there's a, um, teaching lab as well. Um, we oh, yeah. about opportunities. Um, you know, there's a group of students that are, um, taking what's called ETAP, um, experiencing teaching as a profession. Okay, she's going to go into uh, the elementary school and help teach foreign language mm-hmm. um, to. I think might be kindergartners. There's you know they're kind of finalizing, but we've got multiple kids that are getting the, this right. opportunity, which is great. Right, because listen, let me get in that environment and spend some time and. Well, I'm, I, one of my stories, it goes back to my time at, um, Roselleville. I was in helping with the book fair. Yep. And book fair was in the cafeteria. Loved so, book fairs. Right. Sorry. And you've been to Roselleville. Yep. So cafeteria and gymnasium all in one. Yep. <laughs> um, and the stage is right there as well. And. So we're up on the stage for the book fair while the kids are, and I watched the chaos. We'll call it chaos. Yeah. And, um, you know, I said, God bless the staff working. Mrs. Fish, God rest her soul, yep. was there at that point. And, um, you know, it's it's not for everyone. Right. So having some opportunities to, to learn and, and feel out what, what happens is is definitely helpful. 
Sorry, I just got a uh, Kaylin Clark sets Division One men's oh. and women's scoring mark passes Pete Maravich. Pete Maravich. Three thousand. There might be another record out there. I don't know. Listen, she passes Pistol Pete. She's got three thousand six hundred and sixty-seven career points. Yeah, that's pretty. And she's going to the WNBA. Oh, the so. poor woman. <laughs> Good for her. Right. But yeah. Probably has a potential to make more money in college, but or doing anything other than the WNBA. Steps up the competition. Level. True, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, uh, and I and and to circle back to your point, like, it, sorry, listen, I'm easily distracted. You should hear the solo episodes I do. Um, it's <laughs> it, it's I can do nothing but sing the the credits to anyone that's involved in any part of the school program, uh, whether it be just a, a, a quote-unquote aide or a monitor to the teachers, to the administration, like dealing with kids at any age is, look, dude, I can barely deal with mine. And if you're not my kid, good luck ha- letting me have patience with you because I have said to my kids, I don't really like kids. I like my kids. Right. But if you're not my kid, I tolerate. <laughs> my, my, maybe. <laughs> like, I kind of look at you and go, where are your parents? Because I need to have a conversation with them. How did you let, what, what are you doing raising an idiot? Why are you doing this? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it's, and that's not true. I, listen, it's not just kids I don't like. I generally don't like people. So. But you like to talk. I love talking. I love entertaining. And my job is to deal with the public. But it's that negative, and again, negative interactions with people have yes. increased over time, and that's and it it takes away from the joy of and and so let me well let me put it this way, uh, I like interacting and being a part of the things that go on with the radio station, people that have good ex- and I want to make sure that everyone has a good experience with the radio station, anything that I'm doing, I like the people that I'm around then it's it's more of a whole it's it's more of a general statement than it is like i like i like people but i don't like people only because the more people i have to deal with the more opportunity there is for me to look at someone and go really this is what how did we end up here why are we doing this but i i would say i'm i'm gonna write a book about my hr career at some point (laughs) we can certainly i that could be its own podcast too just, oh, you know. yeah. I Listen, there there are plenty of things. I would, if I could pinpoint, or if I had the memory of the things that have gone on in my radio career, yeah, I would love to do something on that. However, most of the stuff I don't remember. I have friends in this business, my buddy Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Hernandez. Yep. He could tell you the first thing he ever did on the radio, first, talk, first song he talked over, what he said. All of that. I just did looked at him. His cassette tape lined up. Oh, so he had he it. Record oh, it. he recorded it, but he didn't need that because he remembers. Okay. And I looked at him and I go, "Here's what I remember about my first break on the radio. It happened. How do I know it happened? Because I'm still doing it. So at some point, I had to do the first one. Right. But I don't know what I said. I don't know what the song was. And to be honest with you, I don't really care that much because. I, I'm because of where I'm at and I'm still kind of going. 
radio is a very strange business where you're only as good as your last break. So the first one I did, I don't even want to know what that was. <laughs> I'm only as good as the last thing I said on Friday afternoon before the Siena game started. And we'll come back to that on Monday. Right. But it's, and it's not that I don't have the care for it. Clearly, I love the business and I love the industry. I wouldn't still be doing it. I mean, I'm not in it for the money. I've made that abundantly clear. Um, but it's a fun job. And it's, and it's something that I implore anyone who says anyone can do it to come spend a day with me. Right. And go, okay. And there are two different types of people that do this work. There's the people that prep like everything. And then there's the people like me who just walk into the studio and go, let's see what happens today. Let's roll. And that's how I do it. And I, it, the, and I'm reminded of that because the other day my Facebook memory came up. I was part of the, uh, the, the goodbye to Shanna when she was leaving a 99, five, the river. Okay. She went to Wisconsin. So right. they brought me in and Shanna and I, so Shanna was doing all she could to divert the attention off of her so that she didn't cry and sing the praises of the people that had come in to say goodbye. And she was talking about me being a jock and, and my personality and the way I go about stuff. And I kind of went in there and said, you know, like, listen, this just kind of happens. I don't really go in there with any game plan. It just goes. And she goes, then that speaks volumes more for you because you're able to come in, do a compelling show and not really have a set path in which you're doing. So just kind of go. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's just kind of how my brain works. So it's, it, it, it is, it is what it is. And I think I've been doing pretty good so far because I'm still doing it. So. And that's, yeah. You know, some people, their prep for, for their day at work is, you know, I've got a team of 10 and, you know, I've got probably 10 different personalities that, right. you know, work with me and, how they engage and, and steer their, their course. Um, thankfully, you know, you're still delivering, so you're obviously doing something right. Somebody's still paying me, so yeah. which I'll take it. I mean, granted, it, well, it is what it is. I don't want to keep bringing – I don't want to keep kicking that dead horse. But, you know, it's as long as they're letting me come in and do it, uh, if I'm given the opportunity to entertain in any way, shape, or form, I, I love being able to do so. And uh, would love to be able to get in and talk to some of the kids from the school and, and just kind of let them pick my brain on stuff. We'll get there. Right. Eventually. Um, but that would be a lot of fun. Like the interview thing was awesome. Like I was, gl- I was just glad that I was selected to do anything. I was like, the fact that anybody from that school wants to talk to me, cool. Because it's not like I left a, you know, a mark <laughs> on there. I graduated... 260th out of 360. Oh. I had like a 79 average. I was not fully engaged. So even, you know, we don't necessarily do class rank anymore. Right. And I tell people, listen, this is my backstory. I turned out okay. Yeah. So, and I mean, well, shit, I might have had you beat there because I think I graduated graduated with like a 66 average. Like, I... Honestly, oh my God! Well, I looked at Catch, Mister Catchadarian, uh, when I so I walked to the top of the stairs, and they finally announced my name, and I looked at Mister Catchadarian, and I go, "Ha, I passed!" <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, "I know." 
my <laughs> my baggage, I fell one point short of having a regents diploma for high school. Oh. Had a biology exam that I could I passed the class. Yep. But the regents exam was the devil of me. Oh. Sixty four the first time. Dude, I think I actually got a grad. Mrs. Like a, Brennan could not find oh, that point to help me pass. Damn it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got a and regents then diploma. The subsequent retakes. There was a 63 in there and then some grades we won't even talk about. Um, I was one of the few that passed my, um, uh, the social exam, the social studies, the two year global. So it was global studies. You had to do. Yeah. So you, you'd take regions global ninth grade and then 10th grade. And after the 10th, after your sophomore year is when you take the regions Yeah. and it's on ninth and 10th grade. Right. And I got a 66 on it. Oh, there you go. And I was like, Boom! Next, and next I had up. I had smart friends that got like a forty four. Oh, and like a sixty. And I was like, "Holy shit! How did I do this?" Holding that over there. Yeah, I was like, "Ha ha!" Yeah. So, um, but you know, it is what it is. And now regents diplomas really don't mean anything, right? Well, everyone gets there's regents and advanced regents. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, that would I would yeah. and. Again, it's, you know, we're striving to do a better job yep. of in, ensuring that kids are preparing you know, them for. Right. Functioning at a particular when level, doing well and, and you know, um, but it's also, you know, again, it goes back to learning. It's one thing. It's the application of it. Yes. Is yeah. the is the biggest piece. And mine. My my youngest, who is a junior this year, is is doing well. She actually made honor roll last year, last quarter, which was awesome. Been a minute since she's done that, and I think she wants to be a. Oh, she wants to be a nurse. I know that, but then she's like, "But I don't like math and science." I'm like, "Maybe nursing is not what you want to do." Right. <laughs> but but she does, and and she's when she applies herself, she's got it, and she's she's doing really really well. I think her her. The scholastic experience she's having at Colony is is vastly different than the one that her father had, um, because you know, like I said, mine was so she's a little social butterfly as well, but also <laughs> does well in school. So good for her. Um, and I I, I got to tell you, like for me, and I and I'm sure it's the same for you with your kids going to the school as well. It's like it's kind of awesome to see them go yeah. through that, you know, and to be like, you're going where I went. It's kind of awesome. And I watched the experiences that they had. You know, Liam um, did well academically. Um, you know, he learned those things. He navigated some challenging experiences. And, yep. Um, you know, was a championship bowler. They were Sparrowwood nice. Council champions uh, his, his senior year. Um, Michaela, um, you know, she's going into her third year um, varsity softball. They had a great run last year, and again, yep. talk about the community coming out. That finals against Chen up at up in Boston Spa yep. had a full house. Nice, um, you know. Dis- despite their run, you know they could have had more yep. publicity. Yeah. Um, but again, it's you know, uh, it's just how some things fall in. Um, but academically, she's you know up. She definitely takes after her mother. Okay, um, fair enough. You know, she pushed herself. <laughs> she wanted to do National Honor Society this year. Nice. Not something that I was you know 
because there's particular pieces attached to it. I said, if that's what you want, um, we're narrowing, you know, narrowing down the college yep. decision-making process. I won't say anything. I'll let her, you know, make that uh, determination. But I know I'm signing off a check to, you know, make a deposit. <laughs> um, there is that. We're just waiting on, you know, FAFSA. And, you know, there's some things that are getting in the way, but... You know, we're we're at a point. It's a path for success, right? Good, and that's that's really, you know, I I think as a parent, that's kind of what you want. Like you, you, that's really all you're trying to do. Um, do better than what yours did for you. They did their best with us, mm-hmm. but we want to do better than they did for us because there are kids, and it's and that's just that natural that natural process, and that's. As I said that, I'm like, Jesus, that sounds like a knock on our parents, but it, it really isn't because they were trying to do better than their parents did. And, you know, I did, you know, I did. I can't really say that mine did, but it was more my fault than theirs. Same. <laughs> you know, Same. like, like I, they did all they could to set me up for success. And I was like, <laughs> watch me fuck all of that up. And, and boy, I, I went out of my way to do that sometimes. So. Ma Keen and uh, Senorita Paulding were, were having uh, semi-frequent phone calls about right. my um, my efforts in in Spanish class. <laughs> it happens. So it's my mom worked at the school and didn't know ninety percent of the shit that I did. It was amazing. The only thing she knew I didn't do was come in late. Uh, like my friends would be like, "We're going to breakfast," and I'm like, "Dude, like my senior year." I'm like, "Dude." How do you think I'm going to pull that one off? Because you got it. She worked in attendance. Oh, I'm like, yeah. how do you think I'm going to walk through the attendance office when she knows damn well I left ten minutes after she yeah. did? Like, I, I just can't do that. But I did. So I, in in all of my years in in not doing well in school, but I only skipped one class. It was my senior year. Uh, it was Spanish class. Got to the door. There was a sub, and I was like, whoop. Me and Steve Bach turned around and we went down to breakfast and uh, down in West Wing cafeteria, yep. like, you know, senior lounge. And the next day my teacher was back and she's like, she asked me where I was, caught me off guard, had nothing prepared. was like, I don't know. That was my response, by the yeah. way. I don't know. So I got written up. I got two days lunch detention in Mr. Kachadurian's office. Um, for me, not a big deal. Because I walked in and Mrs. Romano was one of Mr. Cachadurian's secretaries. Yeah. I don't remember the other one, but I knew who she was because my mom had known them for years. And, and, and Mr. Cachadurian is in there. I was Mrs. like, you know, Mr. Sister. Well, yeah, Mrs. Romano. But then there, she, there was another woman in the in the office with okay. her. There was two in Catch's office, and I don't remember, but they knew who I was, and I knew both of them. And so, the first day, just sat there, ate my lunch. BSing with them, just kind of joking around the second day. Actually, no, later in later in my lunch period, Mr. Cachadurian walks in. He looks at me, goes, come here. So I get up, go walking into his office. He goes, close the door. He pulls out my referral and goes, student was absent on this day. Uh, when I asked him where he was, he could not recall. Right? Mr. Cachadurian looks up at me. He goes, you couldn't come up with anything? I go, coach, I wasn't expecting to be asked. And she caught me off guard. He just looks at me and goes, Jesus, get back out there. Uh. 
Next day he comes in. So like I said, it was two days of lunch detention, which is what they did for seniors instead of after school. Yeah, after school detention. Um, and I'm sitting in there. I'm, I'm eating. Catch walks in. Mr. Catcherian walks in, and he's got a student with him who was notoriously not well behaved. And Mr. Catcherian looks at me. He goes, "You're out on good behavior. Get the hell out of here." I'm like, "Ooh, I don't know what you're going to do to that kid, but I don't care." And off I went. I go walking down to senior la- or down to West Wing, and all my boys are down there, and they look at me, and they're like, "Dude, I thought you had two days." And I, I go, "Well, Mr. Catchadarian's got behavior." I go, "I got out on good behavior." And Mr. Catchadarian has student who I will not mention um, in his office. Because yeah, I go, "Well, someone's probably going to get their ass whooped right now." So he didn't want any witnesses, right. <laughs> and that was that. And it was, but but that was the, you know, and and being because Mr. Catchadarian was our assistant coach for baseball both freshman and jv when i the two years i played um so we had that i had that rapport with him he was an assistant coach plus my principal and it was four years of being my grade principal um and he knew my mother worked there so the funny thing was my mom had told the subs back to the beginning of the story my son is in that class you won't have any problems with him (laughs) and then my mom goes of course you won't he wasn't there like, and I didn't, nobody yelled at me. Like, my parents didn't yell at me. They weren't even mad that I did it. It was just kind of like, holy shit. And I was like, but it was like the only time I ever skipped any classes, anything like that. I was there. I was always present. I just, I was physically present. Right. <laughs> I was mentally elsewhere. Right. I was mentally thinking about music and listening to music. That's what I loved doing in school was it was all about music for me. I didn't play instruments, but I loved listening to music. Of course. No, 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 I can't sing. Uh, and the music I was listening to was mostly West Coast rap at the time. Yeah. So it was, there was a lot of that going on. It was a, it was a weird dynamic in the school because there was this huge shift in listening uh, up until our junior year. Everybody was listening to rap music and then uh, grunge had taken over. So everybody in my class decided that they were going to listen to Pearl Jam. And, and, and I was the outcast because I was listening to rap music. I remember having a conversation with a person that shall remain nameless. They go, that's bullshit. You can't understand anything Snoop Dogg is saying. And I looked at them and I go, I could recite word for word all 15 songs on Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style album. I implore you to give me the first verse of Even Flow from Pearl Jam. <laughs> After he says freezing, resting his head on a pillow made of concrete. What does he say from that? And they just looked at me and I go, you want to continue this conversation or should we move on to how the Yankees did last night? <laughs> like it was, it was quite humorous. And I was like, and by the way, last year you had on a Raiders jacket and, uh, and wore your hat down over your eyes. I don't want to hear your, I'm a, I'm a grunge fan now. So, but uh, Mike, I'm going to let you go because it's, <laughs> we're, we're creeping up on two hours into the podcast and I feel like we could sit here all day and just share stories. I thought you like 10 minutes yeah listen we start talking and yeah the same i did this with halleck like when the one of the first times i had him on and it was the first time we had been able to really catch up in a number of years and it was like two and a half almost three hours of a podcast and he's like holy shit i'm like i don't know what your problem is i gotta put it together right (laughs) it's like i gotta save it and do all that and try to upload it and that takes forever there's no editing which is good so that's the easy part of my job now it's just like waiting for it to do everything, uh, but no, it was it was an absolute pleasure. I thought you were going to 
cut out like my ums and my ahs. No, no, no. We're my, not doing that. It's just it is a stops me for my you know. It is a flowing flow conversation. My, the flow of my words and no. th- those pauses and, and such. Nope. It is yeah. a it is a natural flowing. Come as you are, Nirvana. Um, See what I did there. See what I did there. Uh, hey, before yeah. we so you know, speaking of things, colony. Colony alumni and you know the success of of our alumni. There is a few days left. Friday wraps up two sets of Hall of Fame nominations. Oh, we have our Colony Central High School Hall of Fame. Yep, um, which is um, I would say our overall life um, versus the Athletic Hall of Fame, right. which is more driven by their athletic achievements. Um, two years ago, uh, Rich Duma, uh, Rich Lamott, yep. uh, was, was enshrined, um, for his military service. Yes. Um, last year we had three people, um, you know, that have all made contributions. Um, again, when you're comparing a general hall of fame to an athletic hall of fame, right. the athletic hall of fame probably has a little bit more traction, but you know, even last year, someone had said, "Oh, you know, you never see the the small business owner." Or it is fair game for for anyone to make a nomination for right. someone that that they'd um, like to do that for. Um, best place to look is you know southcolony.org. Um, our our website will have uh, some of those links. The links are also out on the Facebook page. I've shared them on some pages. I'll yep. probably be sharing them again. Um, I am, you know, so I have a committee that I oversee <laughs> that's graduation and hall of fame. So yep. certainly getting some folks, uh, enshrined in that hall of fame, um, you know, is, I, I love hearing some of the stories and the things that, that folks have done. Right. Yeah. It was it, one of the things, if someone could get me. The accolades of a specific Joe that we graduated with is about six four. Uh, um, we we can go and look at what is posted for um, oh. the New York State. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right, yeah, because because so there's there's a lot of that because there's a uh, female athlete that I'm gonna uh, was originally enshrined at Siena. Okay, that. I'm nice. going to submit. Nice. Okay, yeah, because I know, you know, Joey's Joey's career at the school was pretty awesome. Then he went on to Quinnipiac and was pretty frigging good there, too. Right. Um, and he's in and their then, Athletic Hall of Fame. I don't, so. And he may have been nominated. So right. it's a yeah. numbers issue. Yep. I think the volume of uh, submissions that come in. So is that, that – okay, so before we wrap up, is that how – is it the like the number of nominations – is there a vote that takes there, place? Or? There is a committee that reviews the gotcha. nominations. Okay. So names are redacted, and yep. I, I believe, and you kind of go based on Gotcha, that. gotcha. But it's also, you know, we've had some tremendous basketball players. Yeah. We can't have every Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> the, right. Know, basketball players right. from 2000 to 2010. Right. Um, last year's class, uh, Mr. Sheen was, was yep. inducted. Uh, Mrs. Light, um, yeah, would have been a gym teacher at yep. Sand Creek. Yeah, 
Um, she was a tremendous bowler coach for, yeah. for us. Well, she was a hell of a bowler, bowler. Yeah. Like yeah. aside from being a, a great coach, um, Brian Smith, gentleman that uh, plays for uh, Seattle Mariners. Okay. Um, wow, well, I, I first mean, Colony alum to play in the major leagues. Very nice. So, wow. Um, Kyle Brown was inducted. Okay. I, I think that's Eric's younger brother. Gotta be. Um, it's not Eric. So. No. no. <laughs> um, so there's been a mix of. Right. Um, last year was the 1970-71 basketball team. The last team to go undefeated. Yep, until they faced. Another. Not like. Yeah. Uh, and because. Like yesterday. Yes. Because I know it, it was. Uh, so this was the. I actually brought this up earlier before you got here. It was the uh, first time in 50 years that we went undefeated. And it's the first time in program history that we went 20-0 and 0 because, obviously, the season was not 20 games Correct. back then. Yep. Um, but no, and, and it's funny that you say that because now it's like, wow. Because now looking years into the future when these kids are older, there's a really good chance that the 2024, 2023, 2024 basketball team yeah. will be inducted I, because of – I'd be remiss to say that didn't go through my head yesterday. Yeah. Like, and I was actually in the post that I put out congratulating them on the season. Like, there you are now part of the history of this school. Because they beat Niski, who's your double A champ. Yeah. Um, They beat all the teams. They beat everybody except except for. (laughs) Yep. That other team. That other team that (laughs) has some. Yep. We'll just let that go. I'll hit pause on that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so. Listen, it, it, for those of you that have stuff to say, there are ways for your voice to be heard. You can help out and do things. Uh, they, you guys also have two seats coming up for for yep. election on the board. Yep. So if you want to be a part of that, there are. You, I'm, I, listen, I'm not going to do the homework for you. You do it. Go out and figure out how to get yourself yep. there. Um, our meetings f- are broadcast on YouTube if you can't make it to our meeting. Right. Um, there's ways to submit public comment virtually. Yep. You know, there's a digital form to, to submit. And as far as the Hall of Fame stuff goes, we all got people that are like, well, why aren't they in? Why aren't they? Well, go ahead and, and make right. that happen. Uh, you can you can nominate whomever you'd like to. Please don't nominate me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> or please do. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. Uh, but, no, Mike, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to – to sit here, I know you know you're you're a busy guy and and you got a family to deal with and and you got husband duties to deal with and dad duties and you sat here with me for almost two hours. Yeah, well, they know. I'll if there's somewhere <laughs> to talk, I'll be there. Fair enough. Yeah, no, we've had that. We've, I've run into you at Hannaford, and, and they're like, "I thought you were just going to like get deodorant at the store." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. I ran into my keen. We <laughs> oh, uh, COVID time. Uh, ran into two of the moms from from school and yeah. we sat there and just you know they're like we sent you with a list of like eight things and yep. you came back an hour and a half later yeah, yeah we well, were talking well and we were out of the house and we were just excited to see other people yeah. <laughs> that it's, we haven't I've seen you every day uh, so nah <laughs> you know I I I want to spend my time you know especially if. You know, I anticipate my daughter going off. So right. Oh, I get that. Know, cherishing the those those moments, our last few road trips, 
our uh, last season of school softball. Yay. And, you know, it's exciting because they've got, you know, they'll have an aggressive schedule. Yep. Um, And, you know, it's, uh, you want those opportunities. She gets, she'll get to actually finish out her career. One of our last games of the season is under the lights at West Albany. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. By the way, we did not have lights at West Albany when I played there. Correct. We played football under the lights, though. Under the lights had historically been just baseball. Yes. Um, Yep. Because when she played um, youth ball, I guess you can say it was baseball and softball down there at one Right. Point. It was baseball till about age 12, 14. It kind of yep. tempered off. And um, some years back, they merged into Colony. Yep. Um, so now it's, you know, she got to take part in the first. Uh, game under the lights for, nice. for softball. Um, you know, they had scalped it and put in a um, portable mound. Yep. Because it was both at, yeah. at that point. And um, so, yeah, it, it's pretty cool to see it come, you know, visualizing it coming full circle. Right. I'll probably be a blubbering mess that. that That's fine. Like, that thinking is. Thinking back to, um, and I'll just go out in the outfield and take, take my pictures. Listen, if you are a parent. And things are coming to an end in your child's life, and you're not a blubbering mess. You got to be one of the most heartless sons of bitches there is. Because as a girl dad, two daughters, I was almost bulletproof until I had my daughters. Yeah. And now, like, even for me now, like, to talk about the boys and what they did and stuff like that, like, I've caught myself starting to fill up with pride. They're not even my fucking kids, <laughs> you know? Like, right. So it's like, man, when did I get so soft? And I was like, oh, I had girls. They soften, they soften the toughest, heartless, darkest-hearted son of a bitch. Well, so, and it's funny because that's what I'm, one of the perks of being a, a board member is I get to, I get to hand my son his diploma to you. Right. Ago. I will hand my daughter her diploma. I've handed some others. <sighs> I kept myself fairly composed for him. Yep. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit it's more different. Of a challenge. It's with, different with this one. Um, Dad, I don't, I don't think people get dads and daughters that aren't dads of daughters. Right. You know, right. you're like, what is that? Like, yeah, you have that special bond with your son because that's your boy. Mm-hmm. But. Daughters are different. I don't. Yeah, and I was one of four boys. Right, I'm so one of one. I so <laughs> um, I'm the know, only idiot. Understanding what to do and such was was uncharted territory. And, right. Um, you know, but it's definitely been, you know, the journey so far has been pretty fantastic. Yeah, I've made some, you know, great memories. The the you loss know. of Kobe Bryant brought to light the well, girl dad. And it's so interesting you say that because um, one of our journeys with softball took us to Fast Pitch Nation, which is um, outside of Hartford. Okay. Um, and they had an indoor facility. Um, and on our drive that weekend, it was uh, right after Kobe had passed. So we oh. passed the Hall of Fame. Yep. And we shared some moments of that. So the Hall of Fame was lit up purple for, yep. for Kobe and, you know, we we got a picture and 
Um, you know, so we've had some some journeys, right? And, you know, but yeah, that girl dad um, certainly came to light, and you know, I love yeah. watching a relationship she has with her mother. Yep. Um, I love watching a relationship he has with his mother. Yep. Um, but you know, yeah, this is uh, parenthood is is a pretty interesting. Um, so many emotions go in for for me, right? Um, but I'm blessed to to have them and you know watch what what becomes of of their lives and thankful that they allow me a seat. <laughs> they listen to me at times. They're listening. They might not acknowledge it, but think about you, you know with times you at that age. To, I wanted to go back to my mother. Um, and be like, just apologize, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was such an ass. Yeah, no, I get that. I I'm I'm the same because I catch myself doing or saying a lot of the same shit, and it's like, <laughs> my God damn it, they were right. Yep. And it's just, I one of my, and we I gotta wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, but one of my, we're on like part four. Yeah, it's just. If you listen to this whole thing, God bless you. I should send you a check. I'm not going to, but I should. Uh, or at least a note. <laughs> Thank you. I'll send you a, a fucking Valentine next year. How about that? I'll send you a letter. Um, one of my go-tos, especially with the younger one, is trust me when I tell you. Because I make no secrets about the path that I took into getting where I'm at, especially academically. And they, so they, they get it. it. It's nice when it clicks because I don't preach nonsense to them. It's kind of like, listen, this is the struggle that I have and that I've dealt with for a number of years because I didn't do what I was asked yeah. or I didn't do what I should have. I chose my own path. Clearly, I'm way more intrigued with climbing the mountain than using the road that goes right through the middle of it. Um, that was a pretty good analogy. Yeah. Good for me. I've never used that before. Look at me. Blazing new paths. Um, You're going to need to market that. Yeah. <laughs> or accessories. <laughs> but thankfully, they listen to me when I'm telling them that stuff because it's like, listen, and at least I think they are. Uh, but the relationship I have with my two daughters is 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 different than most. Uh, two different mothers see them when I can, you know, they're older, but the, the, the oldest one and I had a rocky time, but have an amazing relationship now. Uh, and I can talk to her. She comes to me when mom is out of her mind about stuff. And dad is a little bit more level headed, um, which is hilarious. Cause I'm like, really? Holy shit. But knowing her mother, I get that. Uh, anyway, we'll leave that there. And then with the youngest one, it's nice because I can have that conversation and they know that when I'm talking to them, we've gotten to that point that dad has to now be dad and they're accepting of it and they're open to the conversation. But they, I, I've managed to, I don't yell, I don't throw a fit. It's a conversation. It's much like you and I are talking now and it seems to work. But I think also, again, they know that shit dad had to be called. I got to listen. Like I, but again, it's, it's a, it's a different approach. My approach with my girls is different than it would be uh, with anybody else. And if I had boys, which I would assume, cause I don't have them. I don't make boys. It's fine. 
I've accepted that. And I'm done. So I'm not going to make a boy. <laughs> so, and the world doesn't need another version of me running around. Trust me. There's a reason why my parents only had me. They were like, no, no, no Jesus Christ. We they don't felt need. they got it right the first yeah, time. I don't know about that. <laughs> they, they either got it right or they were like, well, shit. Okay. Well, we don't need multiple of these. <laughs> like, that's enough. So, but Mike, thank you so much. I appreciate the fact that you came in and shed a little light on the situation that's going on uh, with with our mascot uh, from a place of of intelligence and and knowledge. Which, by the way, have you ever been able to say that before? <laughs> you? you might be the first time, first guest I've ever had that I've said that about. Um, and then just sharing stories, man. It's it's nice to. Uh, because I don't think, like, you and I run into each other all the time, but we've never really, like, sat and just chewed the fat. Right. And, like, shot the shit about all kinds Everything. of different stuff. And and it was it was a lot of fun. And I can tell you that it did not feel like two hours. Correct. It, it was it was a lot of fun. So thank you very much. I only much. know it was, it's been that long because you got that little timer yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I keep looking at it like, <laughs> holy shit. And I did 20 minutes before you got here. Right. Of, on my own. Just, um, but no, I was... It was a great. It was a pleasure having you in. And, Anytime. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I, I for my listeners, I don't know if we'll do this again soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> because usually the podcasts are like fifteen minutes, fifteen to twelve. But it's me. Like that's the thing. It's like when it's just me. Right. It's like okay, I can say what I got to say. I get the fuck out. Right. When I have guests in, people are like, "Why is your podcast an hour and a half? Why is it two hours?" Because we're shooting the shit. You know, Joe Rogan does like four hour podcasts, three hour podcasts. It's. It's easy to do when you're talking to somebody. We're going to end up yapping again. So, well, it's so, but it, it's good listening when you're traveling and such. I listened Jesus. to your, your Undisputed. I went back and re listened to um, O'Toole's. Oh, on okay. My, on my drive home from uh, that was the such game a, last. That was so fun. That podcast was, so. except for the drunk people that were there. That, like, at Behind. one point. Yeah. Well, come to find out when we got done recording that they were over in the corner. Uh, like two of the guys that were there that were annihilated, they wanted to fight Bobby. I'm like, well, that wouldn't have ended the way right. they thought it would have. Right. Like for one, like we're adults, we're not doing that. For two, I don't think Bobby's the guy you want to test. Like, if you're gonna test anybody in the group, me. Like right. I'm, <laughs> I'm the, the least smallest of the four. Yeah, like I am the least threatening. And even the um, woman that was on that played lacrosse, yes, probably gonna kick their ass before you. Yes, uh, probably. So the Kick only ass before me probably listen. The only thing I got going for me was I had a friend of mine that was there that works at O'Toole's that came out to support me. Who's he's ex-military and a very good okay. friend. At uh, the table with, yep, with, with Tara. Yep, and then so it though it would not have been smart to test me. Yeah, I would have been the one to test in that situation. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Mike Keen, thank you so much for being a part of whatever this was. I appreciate it. Uh, it's always fun talking about colony stuff. So absolutely, thanks Thank for you. having me, Dennis.